Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Well, good morning and welcome to St Thomas's for Morning Prayer this morning, Monday 2nd of August. My word, where's the year going? It seems to be flying by, doesn't it? So we'll just wait a moment as people sign in before we begin. So isn't it good, once again, the start of the new working week to, to be able to come together, even though we're still separated, uh, we can be together electronically. And that, that's great uh, to take just a few minutes, really, to, to offer the morning, the day and the rest of the week to the Lord. So shall we pray? The Lord is good. A strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the light of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. So this morning's psalm, um, I think it's one we've read before morning prayer, but here it is, it's come round again. It's Psalm 44. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what you did in their days, in days long ago. With your hand you drove out the nations and planted our fathers. You crushed the peoples and made our fathers flourish. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. You are my King and my God, who decrees victories for Jacob. Through you we push back our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God we make our boast all day long and we will praise your name forever. But now you have rejected and humbled us. You no longer go out with our armies. You made us retreat before the enemy, and our adversaries have plundered us. You gave us up to be devoured like sheep, and have scattered us among the nations. You sold your people for a pittance, gaining nothing from their sale. You have made us a reproach to our neighbours, the scorn and derision of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations. The people shake their heads at us. My disgrace is before me all day long, and my face is covered with shame, 
of the taunts of those who reproach and revile me, because of the enemy who is bent on revenge. All this happened to us, though we had not forgotten you, or been false to your covenant. Our hearts had not turned back, feet had not strayed from your path, but you crushed us and made us a haunt for jackals, and covered us over with deep darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered it, since he knows the secrets of the heart? Yet for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself, do not reject us for ever. Why do you hide your face? Forget our misery and oppression. We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Redeem us because of your unfailing love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Well, that's a prayer from the heart, isn't it? The anguish, perhaps anger, at a disaster. Our New Testament reading, we start actually looking at the Gospel of Mark today. And today's reading is chapter 1, verses 1 to 13. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a, dove, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the desert, and he was in the desert for forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. 
Mm. Um, Mark, there's an urgency about Mark's gospel, isn't there? He doesn't deal with the genealogy of Jesus, all those sort of preparatory uh, episodes that the other synoptic gospels include. Mark gets straight down to the business, the good news. Um, I once saw a commentary on this part of the uh, gospel, which said, when God spoke and said, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. And he said, now read that, putting your name in. That God loves every one of us. Wonderful thought. Something to, something to ponder. God and his love and he's well pleased. But I just wanted to pick up on one, one thing really today. Maybe two. Um, did you notice at the start how Mark reminds us that we, we ignore or miss the Old Testament? At our peril, as it were. He starts off with the beginning takes us right the way back to Genesis in the beginning John used the same opening to his um, gospel didn't he in the beginning was the word and Jesus the word of God Jesus there at the very beginning and then he reminds us of the continuity from the Old Testament to the New as he takes us back and quotes from Malachi and Isaiah those prophecies that point us forward from that time to what will happen. The sending of a messenger. Lots of people believed it would be Elijah. Um, and this is where I wanted to come for today. John was really very strongly aware of uh, the scriptures, wasn't he? Coming from a priestly family, we might expect it. But he was connected to what was said in the Old Testament. And his dress, when he came out of the wilderness, was rather like Elijah. Uh, if you look in 2 Kings, you'll find that description of Elijah. And it, it strikes me, always strikes me, that uh, John had a clear understanding of his calling. He had a clear understanding of the job that God wanted him to do. And he doesn't point to himself. He does his job and points on to Jesus. And that made me think, well, when John was growing up, who was it who helped him? Who was it who guided him? Obviously, his father, a priest, would have been a great help. But we don't know whether others who helped to form John and give him that understanding of his role, his job for God. And that's what really struck me for this morning. 
uh, we can all sit now, just for a moment perhaps, and simply think back on uh, the fact, yes, the, the fact that we all have a job to do for God. And sometimes it's clear to us, sometimes it takes time to become clear. I'll be honest and say for me, it took some time to become clear. It wasn't one of those light bulb moments where everything fell into place. It was a, it was a process. But that's one of the great things with God, isn't it? Nobody is the same. We all arrive where God wants us to be in different ways, at different times, at different stages of our lives. But just for a moment, think back on those people who have helped you, who've guided and uh, gently sent you down the pathway that the Lord wants you to follow. We could end up with quite a long list of people, and that's great. It might be one person who said something that, that triggered it all for us. I know I've mentioned before, and I, I will mention again, uh, the curate who came to the church where I attended in Liverpool, the Reverend James Richards. Wonderful man, did ever such a lot for me. And at the risk of embarrassment, uh, one of our former vicars, David Snugs. And I'm sure many of you here today uh, if you've been part of St Thomas's for any time, we'll remember Dawson Price. They were all instrumental in helping me to understand more clearly what the Lord wanted. And it's quite a simple thing for this morning. I just thought perhaps at some point today, it would be good to take a moment and to give thanks to God for those people that he put in place, let's be honest, God put them in place to have an influence on us and who have helped us perhaps to recognise uh, that calling and to move us along the way. Amen. So we come to our time for prayer. And please do, as normal, if you have any prayer requests, please pop them into the comments box and we'll pray through them uh, as we have time. So shall we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, we give you thanks that you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Keep us from falling into sin or running into danger. Order us in all our doings and guide us to do always what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and the fearful and lift up all who are brought low.
And Lord, this morning we do give you thanks for those people whom you have sent, whom you have placed in our lives. Those people who have advised us, suggested things to us, who've guided, nourished and cherished us. We thank you, Lord, for each and every one of them. Amen. Lord, uh, with Julie, yes, we do pray for, for Turkey. Um, those awful fires that are burning across the country. We pray for those people who've lost loved ones, who've lost their possessions, their homes, perhaps have lost everything. But in that adversity, Lord, as, as Julie has prayed, let's Let's pray that there will be a turning to you and an upwelling in faith. And Lord, we know that there are fires burning in other parts of the world and we, we offer that same prayer this morning. We give you thanks for the uh, emergency workers who are, who are trying to keep these fires under control. Lord, if it's right, we pray for your intervention to, um, to save lives. And Lord, we pray for those places in the world that are torn by strife. Where there's fighting, where there's loss of life, where innocent people are caught in the middle. And particularly at the moment, we pray for the situation in Afghanistan, where several cities are under attack. And Lord, we pray for those situations that actually seldom are reported in the news, conflicts that go without us knowing about them. Lord, we pray for your peace to come to the world. We pray for the people of violence not to be able to hold sway. We pray for the countless ones who are forced out of their homes to become refugees. Lord, may they find a welcome and people who are willing to, to look after and to support them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, we continue to pray for healing. We pray for the situation uh, around COVID in this country and across the world. Um, with Leslie this morning, Lord, 
uh, we pray that um, the mission partners that we have in Israel will be healed, saved from COVID, and that, yes, their love for Jesus, the love of all who are affected and have faith in you will be firm, Lord, even to grow stronger. We pray for healing for those closer to home, whom we know, Lord. For Bob and Jenny, for Michelle and Sue, for any others who are suffering ill health of body, mind or spirit at the moment. We continue to give thanks and to pray for the process of healing that little Noah is going through. And Lord, we pray also for those who have lost loved ones recently. We pray for Don and Jill and the Barnes family. Pray for your presence in their lives, Lord, and that they may all know and feel the comfort of your love. And so, Lord, may we rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And Lord, as we come to the end of this morning's uh, morning prayer, we do pray with Judy for Chris Pickard and for Karen as she supports him and the rest of the family. Will you be there in that situation, Lord? Bring peace and healing. Amen. And so the Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. So thank you for being with us this morning. It's been lovely to, to share time, to share worship and fellowship and prayer with you. Uh, do remember that morning prayer continues each morning this week. <coughs> excuse me. And as we go out, <coughs> excuse me, a little frog in my throat. Uh, as we go out into today, let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.